Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host Dustin. Want to bring in do my post game pod for the Mavs victory against the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. I'm actually recording this uh, the next day on Monday. Um, so uh, I know it's an afternoon game, but I, I got busy and I, you know, I I do uh, watch also watch our uh, American football team. And uh, they played Sunday night, so uh, I, I wanted to see that. Uh, so I'm going ahead and doing this pod today. And uh, it was uh, one of the Mavs' better games, and we'll get into that right now. So the Sacramento Kings, um, they're probably – Sacramento's not as good as Denver – and they're not as good as Atlanta, but they're better than the others. They're better than Houston. They're better than San Antonio. And so, you know, Dallas also had a, um, has had a lot of problems in the past with Sacramento. Um, luckily, they have no idea what they're doing, and they didn't play Bagley um, because Bagley last year just killed them. Um, obviously, they're they're a poorly run organization. Um, that's their biggest problem. Uh, but you know, Holmes did still end up with thirteen rebounds, and Barnes had ten. But uh, this was probably their best. They probably I say probably this was their best game. I would say start to finish. Um, they actually were leading after the first quarter in the first half, which is the first time this season they've done that. Um, this was one of the very few games. See, I, I don't remember looking. You know, I don't remember exactly all the shooting percentages from the previous games, but you know, they actually, even though they shot thirty-two percent from three, uh, they outshot Sacramento. Sacramento shot nineteen percent. So they kind of uh, they kind of got lucky with that. Now they Dallas does did do a good job in you know contesting. That's one thing that is improved on their team right now is defense. Um, I believe they're eleventh in defensive rating in the league, um, which is you know fantastic for this team. I mean it's it's probably the highest it's ever been. Uh, they still have their biggest problem is three point shooting. Um, the Dorian Finney Smith, it just him alone. He's he's not making his three pointers. Um, he should be, and so what happens when he's not making his threes? You know, I said it last time. He's dribbling the ball and he's turning it over, um, but. You know, he, he shot 16% last night, um, or yesterday. Uh, Lucas shot 14%. That's that's just not going to cut it. Reggie Bullock shot 20%. Uh, Sterling Brown actually made a shot. Uh, you know, he was still 25%. Uh, the player of the game, if I were going to give a player of the game to someone, it would probably have to go to Neil Aquina. Frank Nilakina is one of those. It's just a signing that worked out fantastic. Like he could play, you know. They one guy, you know, 
was saying on Twitter that he's shown that not only he can play next to Brunson, but he can play next to Luka. He can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. He's and and somebody else made the comment. I I I sorry. I, I didn't see who it was, but somebody else made the comment. I thought it was perfect. He's everything we thought Josh Richardson can be, and he really is. You know, he was two for two on his threes. You know, he doesn't shoot too many. He's four for six overall. You know, he he got three rebounds, two assists, but he had a steal also. But he had twelve points, and he just he he always. You know, he plays so hard, and it's just, he's been so good for them. Like, he, I, you know, I was thinking about it earlier, you know, probably the top four players this season so far are, you know, Brunson. Even though Brunson is shooting or struggling with his shooting, you know, he's three for ten, but there's games where without Brunson we would have lost. Um, Luca, obviously, you know, he's, his shooting is still very poor, but he's still our re- best rebounder. He had 10 assists. And Maxi, you know, Maxi's first game or two wasn't so great, but after that, he's shot very well, and his defense has been incredible. Um, and I, I hate that he got injured. He's not going to play in tomorrow's game against Miami, and we'll go into that here after a while. But Maxi has been great. Um, disappointments are, you know, Dorian Finney Smith, obviously. Uh, he can't hit a shot. Reggie Bullock is another one who's he plays hard on defense, but he just can't hit a shot. And Sterling Brown, you know, he played so well in the preseason. I, you know, I just, I, I'm, it's very disappointing because I think he's a guy that can contribute. Now I'm hoping it, this is just a slow start. You know, I'm hoping that you know in the next few games the you know, the shooting percentages go up. I mean, you give Dallas 5-10% higher on the shooting percentage, and it's a different team. And what's funny is their shooting percentage is so bad that there is 5 and 10% that it can be, you know, 5 to 10% that it can go up. Um, Moses Brown finally got in the game. He struggled immediately, and they took him out. Um... I you know it. I don't know. I, I still support playing Moses Brown. Uh, I I think Moses Brown is going to be needed at some point, and so I do like to see him get minutes. Um. I think he. I I think he's going to be an important part of the, what this team does going on in the future. You know. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein was pretty good yesterday, but I, I just don't think Willie Cauley-Stein will be on this team after this season. Um, I, you know, Dallas obviously always looking to save where they can, and my guess is you know Cauley-Stein will be gone. They'll they get their pick, and you know first round picks or get guaranteed contracts. So you know not only will they need a roster spot, but you know they'll have to pay money. I think, I think there's a couple of other guys who are free agents, but I don't foresee them going anywhere. Collie Stein is the only one. Or Trey Burke is another one, I guess. Trey Burke, I figure, will be gone 
uh, like I said, I, I think Toronto is really pushing to trade Goran Dragic, but I don't think anybody wants to trade for him because they know they're just going to release him. So why trade for a guy when you can get him for free? So um, he's getting a lot of DNPs, coaches' decisions. So uh, I, I just fully expect it to happen soon. Uh, but other than that, you know, it was a it was a really good game. It got really close. Um, I I did miss a lot of the uh, fourth quarter, um, but you know, I went back and watched, and you know, it, it got close. And then you know, Luca hit that three from the logo, and then they get the turnover on the other end. And I think it was uh, Dorian Finney-Smith that got a dunk, you know, but open dunk. You know, it was just it was five real quick points that they really needed because I, th- I believe they were only about three at the time and those you know those five quick points put them up eight and you know Sacramento they do have some good shooters Harrison Barnes is a quality player he struggled from three he was one for eight um, but he because Harrison Barnes has been shooting the three like lights out this you know season so far Buddy Hield's another one he only shot 25% um, the other guys, kind of, you know, Mitchell, he's a rookie, so you don't really, you know how good he's going to shoot it at the moment. But, you know, Sacramento's a good team. You know, they only scored 99, and, you know, they did struggle to shoot the three, but I, I think some of that can be um, part of, you know, Dallas's defense, contesting shots. Uh, Dwight Powell, you know, he... he had 12 points. He hit a three-pointer. You know, he only missed one shot, but that shot, I believe, was a ridiculous shot where when you you watch it, you, you're wondering what on earth is he doing. And he has at least one of those every game. It's very frustrating. He actually had eight rebounds, um, four of them offensively, um, which is really good. But I, I just, you know, I'm obviously... I'm kind of over talking about it, you know. It's I'm over it. It's it's never gonna change. It is who it is. It is what it is. I, Dwight Powell will be the starting center for this team for the next, I guess, six years. Dwight Powell's thirty. I believe he'll be the starting center until he's around thirty-six. He, he gets a little older, you know, and that's when they really notice that, you know, after Luca's gone and they've. You know, they're winning 10 games a year, and that's basically when they decide that, you know, Powell can't play center. They need to start someone else, and they bring in someone else to play center. So that's, that is what it's going to be. I, I'm just I'm done talking about it. I'm sure I'll bring it up next pod because they play Miami, and obviously, Bam out of Bios, the starting center, and I just can't wait to see how that matchup goes. Um, one guy I forgot to talk about, Tim Hardaway, he actually had a decent shooting. He was four for 11, you know, that's 36%. Obviously you'd like to see it higher. He had 16 points, but, uh, like I said, overall good win. They really need it. They really need to beat these teams that they should be beating. Um, you know, there's some, there's some stuff out there on obviously Twitter if you watch you know like YouTube videos and stuff I, I there's a lot of people out there who 
they some I feel like they watch the games. Some just look at the standing or the stats, and and some just they don't understand basketball. As frustrated as I get with this team, I do think they're gonna be okay. I I just can't foresee Dorian Finney-Smith shooting this poorly the rest of the season. I I just don't think it'll happen. I I think he's gonna hit. There's going to be a turn where he starts hitting his shot. And Reggie Bullock is the same thing, um, along with Sterling Brown, for that matter. And, you know, Luca, obviously, he starts every year slow. We see it, we've seen it for a few years. Um, so I'm hoping by, you know, they don't fall too far in the standings, you know, by the time January rolls around. And, Everybody will be hitting on all cylinders. You know, the team's shooting around 38% from three. And we're winning games. Um, I don't... Obviously, the first game, you know, some people are saying, oh, it's Jason Kidd. He doesn't know what he's doing. The first game was bad. It was. They were doing things that, obviously, they... It was just awful. The first game was a really bad game. If you want to blame the coach for that, go ahead. It probably was his fault. Um, the first half of the Toronto game was just as bad, but for whatever was said in that halftime, whatever they went to, ever since then, I think, in my opinion, their offense looks fine. Somebody on Twitter, I guess it was a subreddit page, a Reddit page, I'm not even sure what that is, a Reddit page they put together a... a, a, a a stat line, if you will, that said, you know, the Mavs are, you know, fifth in the NBA in creating open shots. I don't, I don't remember the exact ones, and I should go looking for it and find it. I should have kept it, but basically they're around top five in the league in creating open shots, open and wide open shots, but they're in the bottom five of the league when it comes to making those shots. And I believe the creation of open shots is going to be there the rest of the year. But I, I just, I don't think, you know, even though we complain about having the same team for the last, um, you know, three years, we still know what those shooting percentages are. And right now, they're nowhere near those shooting percentages. And if these guys can get to where... Um, where their shooting percentages are are what they are, you know, with their improved defense, I just think this team's going to be a lot better. And I, I don't think it's so much the coach as it is we're just missing open shots. It's, just, it's obvious when you watch these games that the open shots are just not falling. And you see these open... Dorian Finney-Smith... To his credit, you know, as much as he frustrates me when he puts the ball on the ground, one thing he does do is he only shoots open threes. Like, if he's covered on a three-pointer, he doesn't shoot it. He doesn't, I don't think he has confidence in his shot to shoot a contested three. Every one of his three-pointers are open. Now, Hardaway, that's a different story. He'll take contested threes. Luka is, is the same thing. Um, even Reggie Bullock takes contested threes. But 
Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't take contested threes. He, all his three-pointers are wide open, and he's shooting like 15% right now, and it is just not pretty. And if he can get that up to 38%, these games are going to look different. They really are. And, you know, if Lucan can get his three-point shooting to 35%, these games are going to look different. You know, Reggie Bullock, he's a 40% career three-point shooter. You know, he's not shooting that right now. So, I, I just think this team will be fine um, going forward, obviously. But their next game, um, like I mentioned earlier, is against Miami. It is tomorrow night. Now, some people believe Miami is the best team in the league at this point in power rankings and so and such. So, um, I do believe this is a Mavs home game, though. Um, I can go look real quick. But I, I do believe this is a Mavs home game, which can help. But, you know, Dallas has done pretty good at, uh, you know, they... They actually are winning their home games right now. They're three and zero. You know, last year and their last couple of years, they've struggled to win at home. It's an early start um, for us here. It's going to be a nationally televised game, but uh, you know, the Heat are five and one. Uh, Mavericks are four and two, and like I said, if if Dallas can just compete, um, even if they lose, if they can just compete then I, I think the narrative about them will be a little bit different. Because right now people are just saying, oh, they're beating bad teams. And they're getting spanked by good teams, which is 100% true. And a lot of people don't believe that this team is any good. You know, I was listening to a pod of somebody else, and they believe that the Mavs will finish ninth. Um, I just don't think Dallas is that bad. I, I don't think the team's... Like for Portland, for instance, I, I just don't foresee, I don't think Portland's better than Dallas. I don't. Even if both teams are pretty much run the same, they both have the the core group of guys the same for the last three, four years. And I think Dallas is better. Um, you know, Portland's three and three. Uh, they're kind of right behind Dallas, but I, I just don't think Dallas is um, a ninth seed. You know, teams that are, I'm guessing they're putting in front of them. I'd be willing to bet some people believe the Clippers would be ahead of them. But I'm sorry, I you know, the Clippers could actually miss the playoffs. You know, they've only won one game. And I know it's early, but if you look at some of the, the stats for L.A., it's Paul George and then a bunch of guys who maybe – do the equivalent of Paul George. You know, I believe they scored 90-something points. I think that's, that was they scored like 96 points in one game or 91 points and or 96 points, I think it was, and Paul George had 46 of them and the rest of the team had 50. And it's like, yeah, this is what they are. They're Without Kawhi, they're a completely different team. You know, one guy like that can make that big of a difference. So... You know, the Clippers could miss the playoffs. Um, the one team in there that it's in the top ten that I didn't have before is Sacramento. Um, so, you know, Minnesota sitting at the number five spot at the moment. You know, I had them finishing at the number ten spot. I still think 
I still think they'll be in the top ten. Where they finish, I don't know. Um, you know, Utah's right now sitting at one. Some people believe Golden State's the better team. I, I still believe Utah, regular season, I still take Utah to get the best record. Um, they're just they're a regular season team. They're built for the regular season. And I just I think Utah will finish with the best record in the league. So um, if you want to talk playoffs, that's a different story. That's a different conversation. We'll have that when the time comes. But uh, um, Miami, though, they're five and one, along with uh, four other teams in the East are five and one. So uh, you know, I I don't know why people believe they're the best team, even though you know there's six other teams with the same record. I know a lot of people don't believe in you know, what Chicago's doing or Washington's doing, I tend to think they're really good teams. Um, so um, where Miami ranks, I have no idea. But, you know, if Dallas can come out and hit shots and compete, I think they'll have a chance. Um, hopefully they don't get blown out, you know, because when they do get blown out, all the I told you so people come out. And those people are tend to be annoying um, so I, I just, you know, I just want to see them play well. You know, if the final score is 110 to 109 and they lose, at least they competed. If the final score is 110 to 70, obviously you're going to have, it's going to be, people are going to talk about how they're just a mediocre team, so. Other than that, um, kind of other teams going around, you know, there's some games on currently. Uh, you know, Cleveland is playing uh, Charlotte. Those are two teams that are really fun teams to watch. Um, Cleveland has been really fun to watch. They, you know, I could see them sneaking in that top ten. Um, you know, before the season started, I, you know, I well, couldn't have believed it, but you know, right now they're at the 11th spot. Um, Toronto's sitting at the 7th spot, but I just don't think Toronto's that good. Um, Toronto's probably just gotten some easy wins. Uh, what's funny is Boston is behind Cleveland, you know, in that 12th spot. Um, Boston's been struggling. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how their season progresses and what moves. You know, Dallas could really take advantage of some teams trying to improve their situation and see if they can get a player out of it. Um, you never know who might be available in a trade if you can, you know, put yourself as like a, a third team in a trade, you know. And I'm not saying they're going to get a great player, but, you know, you never know. You could get a guy who just, you know, after – after the Mavericks failed to get anyone in free agency, I was just wanting to, I was wanting them to get guys like Marketing or even Jeremy Lamb because it just, those two guys improve your roster regardless of if the, num the size of improvement. Even if it makes them 1% better, it still makes them better. And, you know, maybe the Mavs can sneak into, you know, a trade that way. Um, I don't know if they're wanting to or thinking about it, but... Who knows? Um, you know, Washington is playing Atlanta right now. You know, for as strong as Atlanta uh, 
played against the Mavs, you know, they went out and lost to Cleveland the next t- their next game, and they're three and three currently. Uh, the Wizards are playing. They're playing five and one Wizards, and uh, the Bulls are playing the Celtics. Um, and I'm interested to see if if the Bulls win this game. Then the Celtics, I don't I don't think they're like a panic mode type team. You know, with a different general manager, they don't have the same general manager, so I don't know what to expect. You know, when January rolls around, if the Bulls have a losing record, are they going to make some moves? Um, you know, because this is a new GM for them, so. Uh, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Um, the Knicks have started strong, and they're playing the Raptors right now. Um, the Nuggets and the Grizzlies play later. Those are two, you know, quality teams. Um, Oklahoma City, <coughs> Oklahoma City, and the Clippers play, which would be pretty interesting because you would think that that would be an easy game for the Clippers, but uh, <laughs> no, the way the Clippers have been playing, you never know. So. Anyhow, the Mavs play Tuesday night at home against Miami. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully they can compete. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll put together a post-game pod on Wednesday to, um, oh, you know what, they actually play Wednesday as well. So I'll actually, I'll probably do one on Thursday um, to discuss both games since they do play a back-to-back uh, they'll, on Wednesday, they play um, San Antonio on the road. So even if they lose the Miami game and they can beat San Antonio, they kind of have the same, you know, they'll be 5-3. and three. So hopefully they win at least one of these games coming up, and I'll, I'll do a pod on Thursday, and we'll talk about um, the past two games and the games coming up over the weekend. Um after that, they don't play until Saturday night against Boston. So um, they get two nights off after playing a back-to-back, and uh, then they play on Saturday. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can at the Mavs Outsider. If you could rate and review the podcast, wherever, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd appreciate it. It helps you know, with like algorithms and stuff and it helps get listeners. Even if you don't listen on Apple, if you have the ability to go on to an Apple and uh, podcast and give like five stars and maybe make a positive comment or whatever, it just kind of helps. Anyhow, um, that'll be all for today. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later.